Well, let's get an update uh, on that earthquake that rocked uh, wide swaths of Turkey and uh, Syria today. Uh, the death toll at this moment sits at 3,400 people. Uh, thousands more injured as well as thousands of buildings uh, were toppled. The earthquake uh, uh, hit a magnitude 7.8 on the Richter scale. And authorities are fearing that the, the death toll could keep on climbing. Thousands, tens of thousands uh, were left uh, homeless in Turkey and, and Syria as well. And of course, they are facing the cold overnight uh, as well. Earlier today, uh, Natalie Behedi, uh, who is in Lebanon, uh, was speaking to our Jill Bennett, uh, and her parents are in Aleppo, Syria. Uh, she fell, said that they felt the earthquake. Take a listen to her comments on Jill Bennett's show. Everyone that I knew in Aleppo was in the streets um, and trying to trying to um, find safer places to be in. I'm sorry, I was. I told my brother I might get emotional. Um, yeah, so everyone was just trying to figure out what to do, basically. Um, and then it was morning, and then at that point, I, I finally fell, fell asleep a little bit. And then I woke up at around 12 to news that there's a lot of destruction in Aleppo and around Syria and Latakia and in Hama and, and even in, here in Lebanon in our own building there was some cracks in the walls and stuff. That was Natalie Behidi uh, in Lebanon uh, talking to our Jill Bennett uh, earlier today and as she said they could feel uh, the earthquake as far away as Lebanon. In fact she says that she saw some cracks in her own building in regards to the uh, effect of that 7.8 magnitude earthquake. Joining us now is Dr. Yusuf Altantaj. She's a distinguished scholar at UBC and former president of the Turkish Canadian Society. Dr. Altantaj, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, first of all, what are you hearing uh, from uh, uh, your fellow uh, Turkish Canadians, but also from Turkey itself? From Turkey, it is really devastating. I hear that some of the towns completely wiped out. Not a single house is standing in some towns. And some large towns, almost 50% of the buildings collapsed. And there are still so many people under the rubble. And it's also cold and winter there. And the roads uh, were destroyed. They cracked open. Airports, runways also uh, damaged. So aircraft cannot land. They are using only helicopters to reach. Mm. Even large cities, it's really horrible. Hmm. Uh the general area, I mean, it's a pretty big, uh, wide swath that we're talking about here. Uh, can you give me a sense, is, is, is it very, it's, is, is it quite urban and uh, very dense in regards to the population? Uh, cities like Maraş, Antep, they are uh, densely populated uh, by the people, because uh, like Antep, for example, is also an industrial city, so as Adana. And Hatay is next door to Syria. There are so many refugees that the population almost doubled in Hatay because of the refugees. Turkey has about 5 million Syrian refugees who ran away from civil war in Syria. So That complicates the situation even more. Well, when you think of refugee camps, and I've been to a few uh, in my time as a reporter, uh, you know, obviously infrastructure is always a challenge at the best of times, and, and, and you can only imagine what is happening now with a, with a massive earthquake uh, like, uh, like they have seen in that area. Yes, yes. 
I think uh, at least tents and so on are safer now in earthquake. I'm t- now talking as an engineer. Mm-hmm. Multi-story buildings, they are the most dangerous ones. Mm-hmm. And more than 7,000 of them collapsed. Imagine the number of people who are now under the rubble. Yeah. Is that, a, is that area a major fault line? Yes. Almost uh, most, of the, most of Turkey is on the fault line. If, if you remember, in 1999, there was a major earthquake near Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Also, more than 10,000 people died. Uh, that area, uh, Maraş, Antep, where the earthquake took place yesterday, they did not experience such a huge earthquake, probably for more than 100 years. Hmm. Uh, it, it, what can Canadians do to help, in your mind? Uh, at the moment, uh, we are all in shock. I think uh, uh, the people need uh, winter uh, housing, like tents, blankets, beds, and so on, and first aid kits. And the second is, of course, rescue mission. There are so many people under the rubble. And Turks Canadians, I just talked to a few people today, and some Turkish uh, stores, like a pizza uh, chain, Mavijin, which is a large store, uh, uh, Mavijin is uh, accepting donations and keeping them in their store, and they will ship everything to Turkey. Yeah. And Pizza Garden is donating $1 per pizza, and this money will be also sent. I'm going to assume the Red Cross will also uh, will have a fund ready, and many of these organized, large international yeah. aid organizations will be will be um, uh, involved as well. Have you called uh, Turkey yourself, talked to friends, family uh, in and around that area? No, I am from west of Turkey. My family is safe, mm-hmm. but uh, I talked to two of my students. Uh, one of them is a former student who's an engineer here, and. He, his family is living in a car because their building collapsed. Luckily, they were not in the building when it collapsed. Mm-hmm. And so many people are now, it's cold, they're staying in their cars, but it seems the gas, they run out of gas and gas stations are shut down too. So it is, I mean, it, the, the, it, like all ways in these situations, it's, it's, it's an issue of infrastructure right now and trying to recover as many people and save as many people as you possibly can when you have so many buildings uh, and then, of course, just the infrastructure issues, roadways that work, water, gasoline that people can move around as well and help. So exactly. there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot ahead for uh, Turkey and Syria and, and, and uh, neighboring areas as well. Dr. Exactly. Altatas, thank you so much for your time today. Really well, appreciate um, it. 